Hi everybody, welcome to another episode of I Go With Ego. I remain your host, Ego Kelly Ikakite. Today I have an amazing guest all the way from Czech Republic, my very good friend, Mr. David. Mr. David, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How's your day been? Oh, it's been great, relatively nice. Um, thanks for having me on your podcast. Of course, thank you for honoring our invitation. So thank you so much. Could you tell my audience a little bit about you, something exciting so we can get to know you better? <laughs> well, I, I think the only thing exciting about me is always when I tell people that I studied aircraft and rocket engineering, you know, and it's quite uh, always surprising uh, when the year that the Nigerian actually went all the way to Ukraine study aircraft and rocket engineering you know, so that's the actual that's actually the most exciting thing about me but uh i'm Fonobong david nigerian by national um uh, basically born and raised in nigeria and spent uh, the past seven years uh over in europe pursuing my, acad- my academic um uh, career and then transferring to my professional career where i'm currently working right now well that, that's good to hear so I know you graduated with a first class honors bachelor's degree from aircraft and rocket engineering from Ukraine. And I also know you have two master's degrees in both international and diplomatic studies and international business and sustainability from Czech Republic and from Germany, respectively. Why did you choose to study in Europe in the first place? Well, um, the, the initial decision was actually to study in the United States or probably somewhere in an English speaking country, you know, but. Um, uh, we didn't have the luxury of uh, spending so much funds. Uh, being the last two kids in the family out of five kids, you know, I am a twin brother, you know, so Ukraine was the most suitable option. And because in Nigeria, we didn't have the aircraft and rocket engineering, and I was so passionate about, you know, um, pursuing this career path by that time, you know, so the only place which was much more affordable uh, to pursue uh, that academic pursuit was in Ukraine. And that's what actually led me to the European continent. And from there, after finishing the aircraft and rock engineering, um, during the period I found that um, I think I'll better have a much more valuable life, pursuing a career in some other field rather than aircraft and rock engineering. Despite the fact that I graduated from the class, but I just thought like um, diplomacy and international uh, studies was more or less a, a natural uh, choice for me. And that's what led me to move from Ukraine. Uh, into the EU, Czech Republic, and then to Germany as a guest scholar, and then back to Czech Republic. Well, I, I guess that, that must have been a, quite a journey for you, you know. Well, well, it's been a, quite an exciting journey, you know, because basically I have lived um, through the three geopolitical regions in Europe, you know, the Eastern European, Ukraine, Central European, the Czech Republic, and Western Europe being uh, Germany, you know, and it's been quite an amazing. Um, journey a lot of growth a lot of um, uh, friends and uh, valuable network earned and everything else so yeah it's been quite an amazing journey so far uh, till now I can say that it's always good to have good networks around the world so that's great definitely I agree with you 100% on that people would ask you you're from Nigeria you went to Europe so how was the application process for you was it easy or did you have to go through a lot of hurdles trying to get um, your visa and all that well um, for Ukraine being the first stop in Europe um, it was quite a hassle uh, due to several things which we all know is associated with the Ukrainian authorities and uh, their visa process that was quite a hassle uh, but as for the Czech Republic in Germany it was 
a direct application. You know, this one's in this case, you when you were definitely in touch with the universities, not through an agent like it was in Ukraine. You know, so I was there was no middleman between I and the universities in Germany and in the Czech Republic, but between I and the university in Ukraine, uh, we had to go to an agent and go through all the legalization process. But um, I applied for the studies in Ukraine myself, but uh, due to um, the official which they had then at the Ukrainian embassy in, uh, in Abuja, uh, it was mandatory to actually uh, go to an agent. You know? So uh, I, I had to get an agent in Nigeria which would help me out with the whole visa application process. And uh, from my university in Ukraine, um, they didn't communicate directly with the student after the application process, you know, so everything had to be done with the agent in terms of onboarding and arrival into Ukraine. You know. So that was how the application process went. It was quite smooth, generally. Uh, uh, but I think the easiest and the smoothest was um, that of Germany. As for the Czech Republic, I had to, due, due to the fact that I had uh, my bachelor's in rock engineering and I was pursuing a master's in diplomacy, you know, so uh, I had to uh, prove my worth, you know, and uh, I had to write a long distance examination in which I was being sent uh, the exam essay topic to write for three hours and submit it within a three hour window. And after that, um, they also used some other uh, indicators to assess my um, potential um, ability to be successful in the program. You know? So that's how I got into the public first from Ukraine. Well, I'm very proud of your journey because uh, for, uh, as Africans and Nigerians, I know we do our best wherever we go to be the best of who we are. So I'm proud of you, sir. Well done. Thank you very much. I really appreciate the kind of words. Sure. What has been the biggest challenges you've faced adapting in, in these countries and the new continent? Well, um, usually people, the Caucasian population, always think uh, weather is the most difficult challenge, which obviously is never always a challenge for me, you know. Um, I think one of my greatest challenges has always been uh, the cultural difference, not more or less about languages, you know. Is, um, language plays a huge role in uh, communication and integration into society. But unlike Ukraine, where there were limited uh, people with high level of English proficiency, in the Czech Republic, uh, mostly in Prague, precise, because I don't know much about other cities in the, in the country, but, but Prague precisely, um, I have not witnessed any major challenge, except let's say the labor market, where there's a position which I would like to take, but they need me to have the proficiency in the language, you know. So uh, my challenges has always mostly been career-based rather than uh, social or cultural in its uh, strict form. So um, I, I, I think uh, that has been the difficulty, the, the language, trying to use it to get a good position working, you know. But um, right now I have something better and I'm also running my own venture, so uh, I'm pretty much good for now. Awesome. Well, that, that's good to hear. We'll come back from the short break. We'll still have Mr. David here. He will tell us more, much about the topic he wants to talk about today and we'll get to know more about him. We'll be right back. Welcome back from the short break. We still have my very good friend all the way from Czech Republic, Mr. David, right here on the show. When we talk about the importance of edtech management, what does it mean to you? I feel that the future of education relies on uh, a reasonable integration of technology into educational system. 
system does not just mean the curriculum, but into the educational sector. Educational technology is a combined use of, you know, of computer hardware, softwares, and educational theories and practice to facilitate learning. Uh, on the market right now, there are various kind of edtech products on the market. Most of the edtech products in the United States are focused on K-12 level, obviously. Some of them are Lucid for Education, some of them are Juice Mobile, and there are so many other edtech products now. But when I speak about edtech management, I am not speaking about management to facilitate learning. I am speaking about an edtech software which enables the day-to-day management of educational um, organizations. For example, high school and the university. This integrates numerous tools and numerous roles. It integrates a collaborative tool. It integrates a mass communication solution. It integrates student and staff public information system, finance and fee, people's management, and I'm sure, I don't know if you're familiar with the LMS. Are you familiar with the LMS? I've heard about it. Yeah, that's basically a learning management system, you know. So basically an, an LMS is what most of the institutions which have the online possibilities uh, use, you know. So basically you can upload the courses, have your live sessions, you can have your e-library, you can have your uh, testing, examinations, all of the learning management system, you know. So most of these online uh, course platforms uh, the mainstream ones, they all use the LMS, you know, so these are things which I have, you know, over the past um, developed interest, you know, because my interest in education started mostly when I founded the ISF. By then, it was the ISF, which was the International Students Forum. And um, upon uh, my completion of studies, I found out that I had, I had grown student status, you know, and I have also been fascinated by technology, you know, so I found out that um, there is no one dedicated software which is used for day-to-day management of universities and educational organizations. The ones which we have on the market are Slack, Product Board, and all of these um, softwares by some startups, both here in Europe and some in Silicon Valley over the United States. You know. And there's none which has been developed and tailored to suit the needs of universities. You know. That is what I am planning on building for universities because, and not just universities, but high school. My targets are both high schools and universities because there is none on the market which suits your need. What I'm trying to do is that I'm trying to bring a game changer solution which will in significantly increase productivity, efficiency, and also reduce unnecessary time spent on unnecessary issues. You know? And um, why the African continent is my main pilot uh, arena is that, you know, um, I consider myself a Pan-Africanist. You know, I'm always in support of the growth and the sustainable growth of the entire continent as well. You know? and, uh, and I find this product to be much more beneficial because over here in Europe, there are some structures, there are some um, softwares like that, but none for university, obviously, they're using the traditional software, Microsoft, Excel, and so, you know, but they're also integrating some third party like Slack for communication, uh, like um, Microsoft Teams. I don't know if you're familiar with Microsoft Teams, you know? Yes, I am. Yes. Some of the universities are actually, are actually integrating these, and I know that Microsoft Teams, teams um, they are trying to also penetrate 
the edtech sector, uh, but yet their product doesn't enable day-to-day management of institution. It only enables communication and collaboration. But I want to create something which is affordable, which is which is user-friendly and has a great uh, user interface for universities and high school. Those are my targets. Awesome. That's great to hear. Well, we'll look forward to that in, in the nearest future, hopefully. Well, I, I just hope I'm able to, you know, um, build more on the ideas and uh, probably have some venture capitalists uh, pump in some funds to scale the startup. Of course, funds are always important. So we'll hopefully that you get the, the funding you need to do that wonderful app. It's going to be uh, very, very uh, necessary for not just um, African continent and African schools, but everywhere in the world as well, too. Yeah, it, it, it is. You know, as I said, the pilot program is going to start from Africa, you know, but along the way, I intend to um, expand it towards Latin America, Europe, obviously, but I feel that the best place which I have the possibility as a non European. <laughs> to kick up something like that is going to be my home continent of Africa. You know? I agree. I agree. Anyone that wants to, you know, follow the same path you took to Nigeria to Europe, uh, what would you tell them? Well, um, the most important thing is that uh, start from a very early time to network. You know, throughout my period in Ukraine, I didn't network with anyone out of Ukraine. You know, I was. Um, quite limited by a lot of things in Ukraine, you know. Ukraine is anyone which has actually studied in Ukraine as a non-Caucasian and mostly as an African can say a lot of things about Ukraine. And uh, there were no opportunities for uh, personal development and so on. But we are right now in the phase where um, you can communicate with anyone anywhere in the world, you know. So one thing I would say is that try to build a soft skill and this soft skill should center more on leadership and uh, people's management and uh, networking. If you are able to capitalize on this three um, skill set, then I'm sure you would exceed me uh, extensively uh, and accomplish what I had accomplished in a much smaller time. I finished all my masters about 23 years of age, you know, and that is quite a remarkable accomplishment for me, you know, and within this period, um, I served as an ambassador, uh, as the first ambassador for the University of Economics in Prague. Within this first 23 years of my life, I founded the ISF, hosted about almost three uh, conferences, which I had up to sounded participants from over 23 countries. You know, so um, one thing I can say is that one of the main things which led to such uh, prolific accomplishments was my ability to develop uh, my people's management skill my leadership skill and uh, my networking skill in some ways but also the most important thing is humility always be humble and always want to learn from anyone everyone regardless of their level of education regardless of the social status have something to teach you that, that's great well mr david thank you for being on the show today before i let you go do you have any shout outs for anyone shout outs Oh yeah, I'd love to uh, give a shout out to every young and vibrant uh, persons out there working their ass out to reach the top of the goal, to reach the pinnacle. Keep going, never stop. You'll definitely get to your pinnacle. Cheers.
thank you so much mr david i look forward to seeing you in the future and i look forward to hosting you again on the show thank you definitely i appreciate the time thanks so much girl do have a wonderful